0: Welcome to the Divine Rebel podcast with me, Pavitra Banavar. I'm an intuitive mentor, human design expert, and energy healer. This podcast is for the spiritual woman and entrepreneur who is ready to drop the shoulds in all aspects of life. Join me every week as we talk about all things spirituality, inclusivity, human design, and business. Today, I have Charlotte Wright of Lottie's Leap on the podcast, who has become a really good friend of mine in the spiritual community. We have had some amazing conversations over on Instagram about business and spirituality, so I'm excited to have this conversation on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited as well. And like you said, we have all of these conversations in the background. So it's nice to have one kind of what everyone else can listen to too.
0: Yeah. And we've done a few Instagram lives together too, where we've talked about some of these issues. So yeah, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
1: Yeah. So I'm Charlotte from Lottie's Leap. I guess I'm like a mixture of things, really. I'm an intuitive guide. So I do channeled guidance, intuitive guidance sessions. I also would class myself as an angel guide and an angelic healer. So I do work with angels and I have a course called Angels in Your Business. And I guess like a spiritual mentor as well. So I would class myself as being old school spirituality. So I really talk about what spirituality is at the core and how to use that to connect back to yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I do feel like you're more of like a spiritual mentor type because you do a lot of different types of like offerings and work with people. So I love that. So let's. So this is a question that I ask uh, all of my guests. So when do you feel like your most rebellious self?
1: It's so funny because I was like thinking about this, and two things came into my mind, and one of them was when. I read the rules of things like spirituality but both business and spirituality of the things that we should be doing. And the strategy that we should have, whether it's like around launching or how many posts we should do, all of that or what we should say on Instagram, for example, and doing the opposite or just not abiding by those rules. That's when I feel rebellious. And my other one is because I'm like a travel junkie and everyone who knows me knows that I like to move around quite a lot is when I just decide on a whim to like book a flight. I know we're not doing that right now, but like book a flight somewhere and not book accommodation and just turn up, show up and figure out when I get there.
0: Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I'm not that brave, but I do love to travel. So I I do feel you on that one. But yeah, going back to the feeling like the shoulds of business and even spirituality, I feel like so Lottie is also a projector. So I obviously have so many projector friends in the spiritual community. And I think that's like a big thing for all of us is this idea like we come into business and spirituality and everything and then it's you're just hit with all the rules and all the shoulds of everything and then I feel like we all want to just go our own way and and I think that's something that I find like in all of my projector friends
1: definitely definitely I think that we feel like we don't have to do it the same as everybody else and that we're here to change things and show other people a different way of doing things, even though sometimes it can be hard for us to do it. I think that it's really important for us to almost pay the new path of doing things and showing people that it's okay to do it differently.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it does come down to this new paradigm that we're all moving into. And especially like with the age of Aquarius, which I know about, but I don't, I haven't like really studied it or researched the age of Aquarius, but obviously I hear things in the spiritual community. But yeah, I think that there's definitely this move towards like bucking all these trends and doing things our own way, because we're just, I think you come into it and you're like, why is this always done this way? And, and i think we always see the bigger picture of okay if we did it this way or okay if i just went down this road by myself and did my own thing i don't think we're like as worried about things not working out for us when we like break the rules
1: yeah and i think that as humans we i don't know it's not until we almost open our eyes that we realize we're all doing the same thing to we're trying to keep to the rules i'll keep on the same kind of track as everyone else. And sometimes we like open our eyes and we're like, hold on a minute. (laughs) Like, can we actually do this differently? Is, is there a different way of doing this, which is better for me or a more creative way or better way for our energy to do it differently and then do that instead, because I think we just follow these arbitrary rules that have been put out that we just seem to just keep doing over and over again, even though it doesn't suit us, it seems crazy really but it's just the path that we seem to have taken and yeah with the age of Aquarius things are supposed to be so different now I know some people are still not feeling that shift but doing things together as a community but also this new paradigm of of things being done differently and someone's gonna have to start it in order for it to change we can't just expect to sit here and wait for the change to happen automatically. We have to start being the instigators of the change.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think there, I think, I know we talked about this probably ages ago now, but like this whole idea of the rules of spirituality. And I say that in quotation marks, because I think something that we talked about is like, who makes these rules? Like you come into spirituality because you're like moving away from organized religion or kind of the structures that are put in place. And then you come into spirituality and all of a sudden you're back into these rules and there's so many things about okay you're only spiritual if you do xyz thing and 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 then you're almost back in a box again and I just I wonder like how that even happens is it because we're all so conditioned to put rules in place for everything
1: yeah it's so funny isn't it because like you say like we're looking for freedom and that's why we air towards uh, spirituality and we start to go into that realm and start to really enjoy that because it's letting us be connected to ourselves but also feel freer as a human being that we're not abiding by all of these rules and then we fall into the rules of spirituality mm. which is like how did we even get here how did this even happen i just think it's hilarious sometimes that we've come up with all of these rules around spirituality which is the most free thing that we could do it's all about us being free to be ourselves yet we've like you said put ourselves into a box it seems bizarre
0: yeah I wonder if it's just because like when people come to it like if it's because there's so many concepts that maybe you don't understand like I'll talk to people where if they're not like very spiritual and you say things to them About maybe releasing things letting go doing shadow work like they don't really understand it so much which i mean i completely understand when you're like new to spirituality there's a lot of things that are talked about that you don't talk about in your everyday life but yeah i just i feel like there's just all these things like okay like you have to get crystals and you have to read tarot like all these things that doesn't appeal to everyone and i just i wonder when it became a like a trend and I, and I do think it has something to do with the fact that obviously there are people on Instagram and social media that have these like huge followings that like whatever they say becomes like the edict and that we're all following it and I think that you're right like we come to this for freedom and yet then we just fall into okay that person has like a million followers so they must know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, and that's where it gets dangerous because they're being put up on a pedestal and look, that's part of the age of Aquarius as well and the new paradigm that we're not going to have gurus and to use the word gurus, I've like dropped myself in it there because I don't want to start talking about appropriation. But mm-hmm. like we've been putting people up on a pedestal and saying, hey, they know exactly what they're doing and they know the rules, so therefore we should follow what they're saying. And they've created this elitism in spirituality that if you don't do this, then are not spiritual. But I was lucky enough be getting into spirituality when no one was really talking about it. I didn't have anyone on Instagram that was spiritual who I was following. I just did it by feeling and all of that sort of thing. So I was lucky that way. But now if you're coming into spirituality and you're feeling like you want to connect to it more, you're just bombarded with so many different rules, regulations, messages, how to do things, how not to do things. It's so much information and it's just the language used as well I feel is um, stopping people from getting involved because they're like I don't really understand what that means and I think it just makes it really complicated for people trying to get into it.
0: Yeah no I totally agree because I think that when I came into spirituality and that's the thing I don't even really have a big like spiritual awakening story of okay it happened at this time or anything I just found my way to it and at the time like I just was doing whatever felt right to me like i picked up tarot and would just not necessarily read it but just pull cards for myself and things like that and then astrology crystals like all of those things like i was drawn to it but i feel like i almost like just educated myself on it where if i was interested in something i would just research it and get into it on my own and i think coming onto instagram and seeing like all of these people and the way that they define certain things it just to me doesn't feel like okay you're letting people just explore their own journey because I think this idea that okay you come into spirituality and then all of a sudden it's okay I have to like journal 10 hours a day and I'm always supposed to be in meditation (laughs) like all of these things that aren't realistic to our lives sure like introspection is a part of spirituality but I think this idea that okay everybody has all of this time in their life to just be sitting in introspection is, I don't know, that, that to me is like such a difficult concept.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like I said, it's like off, well, it's too, like it's off-putting for people because it's so much information when they're just coming into it. And then just I can't cope with all of the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing, like buying cards, connecting to crystals, meditating, like researching about cosmic beings, learning about my awakening and how that works. And all of these different things that you're supposed to be doing if you're spiritual, moon phases, astrology, like it's all coming under one umbrella right now. And that's exactly what you should be doing, changing your diet, perhaps doing yoga, all of these things. And I just think that it puts people off spirituality because it's all about reconnecting you back to yourself. Not only that, you're supposed to feel like you are almost like freeing yourself. And that's not freedom to me, like having all of these different rules and things to abide by. And also telling people to do particular things in order to be spiritual is you are just, it's basically you're telling them to, be more abiding by rules which is like you said at the beginning is the whole point in spirituality is to get away from that but if you're telling someone that they have to meditate for an hour every day in order to be spiritual we're just giving people more rules again and putting them back in a box again and it doesn't make any sense to me because it should be like free flowing you should be able to feel into what spirituality is for you maybe it's like just crystals maybe it's not even crystals at all maybe it's just that you feel more connected to yourself as a person maybe it is meditation maybe you love cosmic beings maybe you're into angels maybe you love tarot maybe you hate tarot you know what i mean it's very much like really feeling into the different aspects and feel what you feel called to do um, and explore and not worrying about all the rules that you have to follow like You don't have to be vegan and you don't have to drink green juices three times a day. And you don't have to take your feet, take your shoes off your feet and walk barefoot in the dirt. Some people do that and it like they thrive from those practices, but putting it out there that you should do these practices in order to be spiritual is just, it's just nonsensical to me. It's just not my vibe. I I Mm -hmm. just think it's taken us away essentially from what spirituality is all about.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with all of that because what came up for me while you were talking was this idea of like spiritual bypassing that happens because yeah. we're all so like trained to spend all this time doing the introspection or, okay, we should be living this certain way and spending this many hours doing certain things. And then it becomes a almost this thing of, okay, we're always supposed to be in this positive vibration and we can never be low vibe. We can never get into our feelings about things if we're feeling sad, like that's wrong. All of those things that comes with it because the whole idea that okay, you're never supposed to feel your feelings. I think that becomes something that is almost like unspoken, but then you get so many people who say, "No, like that's not true." But I almost feel like that is the vibe that the spiritual community kind of puts out there where it's like oh okay if you are meditating an hour a day and then you're journaling and then you're doing all of these things that you should never be low vibe that your life will somehow always just be like high vibe and nothing will ever touch you and all of those things and i think that's really dangerous for people when you know those like lower emotions i'll call them lower emotions even though they're not it's all nothing is good or bad but I think that when you're feeling the sadness, the anger, the frustration, all of those things come up and then you just push it back down because you're like, no, I'm not supposed to feel these things. That's when it becomes really dangerous because at some point it's going to boil over and you'll have to deal with it one way or the other.
1: Exactly. And this thing of like it all being love and light is just not, it's just not possible either as human beings that it's all love and light. But like you say, it's like bypassing the emotions that we're having and feeling into those emotions and it's not feeling our emotions and where we're at right now and disregarding them because we're supposed to be like high vibe all the time because we're spirit is it's dangerous as well like we're not really feeling into who we actually are then if we're disregarding our emotions like as a whole it should be like a holistic view that we're including how we feel our emotions how we like how our mindset is how we feel as a person like how our health is it should all be like connected together and disregarding like low vibe feelings i'm using inverted commas Mm -hmm. is not for me it's just not spiritual i just don't really understand that of things having to be like high vibe all the time and love and light i just think like every we're human beings everyone goes through tough emotions and saying that you must like change that mindset and pretend that it's not happening is like crazy
0: mhm yeah exactly because i think that like when you're living in this, like, love and light. Okay, nothing can touch me and all that. It it takes you out of this world. Like, the things that are happening... And I'm someone who, I'll admit, like, I don't sit and watch the news every day or anything like that. Like, I tend to... I just don't want that to become my life, is to sit and watch the news and see, like, all of the things that are happening. But when there is something happening in the world, and we are all a part of the world, I think that when you turn to people in the spiritual community, I've had this happen where people tend to to do the whole love and light thing and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're not really gonna address this because we're just trying to stay high vibe. And that's when I think that it becomes really dangerous because then you're telling people that, okay, the things that are happening in the world, the things that really do affect us as humans just doesn't matter anymore because you're spiritual and somehow you're above it all.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing, above it all, isn't it? It's that elitism, really, that if you're spiritual, deeply spiritual, that none of these things would ever affect you, which mm. is, I don't want to swear. <laughs> but it's like, okay. like, that's the elitism. What really drives me crazy in spirituality is that because people say, almost like portraying that because they're high vibe and they disregard all of those things that are happening, that they focus on the higher vibration, that the news and things, what are happening in the world doesn't affect them. Is How is that even possible and how is that even spiritual i don't even understand it i think it's we're all connected the earth is connected to us so things therefore that happen on this planet are also part of being and life so therefore we can't just go oh if i focus on a high vibe then bad things are just not going to happen you're just like putting blinkers on really because There is things that happen in the world that are bad. And like you, I don't really watch the news, to be honest. But I know about issues that are happening because I educate myself in it. And us pretending that those things are not happening is another way of uh, spiritual bypassing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, I think this idea that, okay, if I just don't know about it, then I don't have to address it and all of those things. Yeah, like you can channel all of these other entities and things like you can talk about starseeds and all of that. But at the end of the day, like we are all still humans who are here on earth living this life. So if you're just going to check out and say, oh, okay, but because I'm, I'm a starseed, like in a past life, I was a starseed. So, you know, this doesn't matter to me. Yeah, that I think that is just checking out and spiritual bypassing to say, okay, because I had a past life as something else that it doesn't matter what what happens in this life because we're all here living on earth and and all of the things that are happening on this earth like in terms of the environment all of those things it is affecting us of course we won't be in this body like in this life forever we will eventually pass on you may not it may not affect you in the moment but it affects your children and all of that and I, yeah i just i think that it also comes down to some of these people who have these like massive followings on Instagram and stuff where it's like they just can say whatever they want and they don't feel almost like responsible for the message that they are putting out there for their followers because you you are assuming that all of your followers have the same perspective as you and all of that but they may not they may be completely new to spirituality and they're coming to you because you have a massive following and then you're feeding them all of these I don't want to say lies but like you're feeding them all of these stories about if you're spiritual then none of this matters and you just need to transcend it and all of these things. And I think that's when I look at the spiritual community as, okay, I don't really want to be like part of that trend.
1: Mm, Same and I think that it's it's like you say we're here of this earth right right now and a lot of this stuff what I see about spirituality is about obviously about ascension and moving into 5D and all of that sort of stuff. Trying to focus on ascension and move into the next plane or whatever it is without concentrating on us being here right now seems crazy as well because also spirituality is about being in the present moment. And yet we're always seem to be like, what's coming next? And I feel guided towards this different planet. Or like you said, like your past life is in a different planet. So therefore you're not of this earth. So therefore it shouldn't matter to you because you're trying to get somewhere else. And that is also another way of bypassing your feelings, emotions or what's happening here right now. And there's also this thing as well about ascension and things like that that were ascending to a 5D and all of that and of course like I agree with that I do believe that but people are I'm noticing people as well with huge followings who are like putting down the people who are still in 3D or whatever like they're idiots or bad people or something because they're still in 3D and it just it's just wait a minute <laughs> like we can't say that these people are like idiots because they're still in 3D it's not their fault that's still in 3D it's just Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like the whole thing should be a thing as a whole it's it's all connected we're here right now on the earth so how about we focus on that instead of trying to get somewhere else and like that's not me like saying your beliefs in different planets or ascension or 5D not real because I also agree with all of that stuff too Mm -hmm. but We can't be in our life right now if we're focusing on getting somewhere else and getting to a different planet and ascending. And there's this thing with ascension as well, that you also have to be high vibe all the time, else you won't ascend. I've seen that thrown around too, which also puts, there's a lot of fear mongering. Like if you're not high vibe, then you can't ascend. But yeah, if you don't ascend, you're an idiot because you're in 3D. And also, if you don't meditate every day, you can't ascend. If you don't eat a particular way, you can't be high vibrational. So therefore, you can't ascend. It's all like all these messages where if you listen to all of them, and this is what worries me, the new people coming into spirituality, imagining getting fed all of that information, like when you're just entering it and being like, wow this is a lot of stuff but the thing is like you say with people with very large followings are telling you all of these things um then you're like oh this must be true because she's spiritual and she has a huge following Mm. and that's why I feel so lucky that I didn't really I wasn't really on Instagram when I was like starting into my spiritual journey so I didn't see any of this sort of thing But what worries me most is things like diets or doing particular things, like certain exercises or like having to meditate an awful lot or this thing where you have to be high vibe all the time. That kind of worries me because... Also, people don't have access to a lot of those things, like green juices and things like that. They either physically don't have access to them, like maybe they don't live in a place in the world where they can get access to green juices. But also, like, some people don't have the money for to buy the ingredients or even to go and buy the juices that are supposed to make us high vibe. That's just a whole other conversation. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like then we're ostracizing people and they can't be part of spirituality then either.
0: Yeah, no, that's... Oh, I loved everything about that. Yeah, especially the thing about the like ascending because I know... Like when I came into spirituality, even now, I understand the concept of ascension, obviously, but I just, I don't sit around all day thinking about, oh, I need to ascend to the next level. I just think that it naturally happens. Like Uh, one point I was 3D and then I had an awakening at some point and then came into the 5D, let's say, and then people are talking about, I don't know, the 8D and like all this stuff, which I honestly don't really look into. I don't know about Mm -hmm. it. I think that I, like I personally... I think that when you are trying too hard to get to the next level, it's probably not going to happen because you're just consciously thinking about, okay, what are all the things I need to do to get to the next level? When naturally, if you're just living your life in a spiritual way, and I say that in quotes, because it's, it looks different for everyone, right? Like you're saying the green juice thing. Yeah. If you can afford it, if that's a part of your lifestyle, then great. Sure. Make that a part of your lifestyle, but I'm not going to sit here and say that, okay, there's no way that you can ascend unless you're drinking green juices or unless you like have all the right crystals with you and all of those things because I don't think that's true. I don't, I I will admit that I don't meditate every day. I've been told I, I really should to get in touch with my intuition and all of those things, but I honestly like when I sit down to meditate, it usually doesn't happen. So for me, I will do automatic writing or something in another way to connect with spirit and stuff like that, but Yeah, I think this whole idea of ascension being something that's, oh, okay, if you haven't ascended, then you're an idiot. But honestly, there has to be people in the 3D for the lightworkers to guide somebody. Like, if everybody's in the 5D or beyond, then who are we really helping? Who are we guiding? Because then if everyone's on the same level, then, okay, then we're all just living. And, and yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with being in the 3D because some people just aren't ready for it. And maybe some people's journey in this lifetime wasn't meant to
1: mm, exactly ascend.
0: Yeah. Um, it wasn't
1: even part of their path. We all are given particular learnings or whatever paths to be on, be in, on this life, in this lifetime. And some people, it's just not, maybe perhaps next lifetime, they'll do something to do with, ascending our spirituality or whatever but I also want to say that I know a lot of people who have not had a spiritual awakening they haven't ascended I'm using inverted commas Mm -hmm. again they're perhaps still in 3d who are amazing people Mm -hmm. and they live in very happy lives I think that is this happens quite a lot in spirituality as well I know is us and them it's, we're better than them because they're not spiritual so therefore we're better than them because we are spiritual we know more we're more open and we've ascended we've had an awakening so therefore we're better than them. i know i've mentioned elitism a couple of times but that's what i keep seeing over and over again mm-hmm. in the spiritual community is like elitism i'm even if they're not saying it outright i can tell their actions are whatever the hidden message is, is that this elitist view of being spiritual means that you're better than other people.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to take it down this road because I want to talk about other things, but there is also that idea of white privilege that kind of comes into it too. I was going to say this as well. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Especially when we talk about things like the diet and eating vegan or the green juices, there is that idea of white privilege that comes into it that assumes that everyone not only has access to it, but that everyone should be doing it. Because honestly, as someone who is in healthcare, I don't find that everyone should be eating vegan or should have a particular diet because everyone's body needs different things. And to just blindly follow this and say, okay, I'm going to become vegan because that's how I ascend but then you're you could be putting your body into a dangerous state of okay you're anemic and all of these things that are happening and so i think that yeah like th- there does come into to idea this whole thing of white privilege of okay you're just saying that everyone should be doing this because this is the only way to live
1: exactly yeah that's a whole of other... a <laughs> Yeah, it's like a whole other
0: topic. (laughs) (laughs) We should do a whole other podcast on it at a different time. Uh, Yeah, because
1: this is like another thing that we're just not seeing the women of color at all, really, in the spiritual community. I mean, they're there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's just that we're not being like they're not being shown to us. Really, it always seems to go down. It's like everything in 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 this uh, lifetime, like it's all going towards white privilege and all of that sort of thing. And there's so much to be said about that and. Like briefly, we mentioned about appropriation and we're just not going to go down that road today because Mm -hmm. that's a whole other conversation as well. And you have to be... People who are in the spiritual community need to educate themselves. It's not good enough to be here and doing this work and not educating yourself. And that's not me getting up on my you know, soapbox, where maybe it is a little bit, but you do have to educate yourself. You can't be in an industry or um, community or whatever and be pretend that you can't see things because I know that you can see them. You're just pretending that they're not there.
0: Yeah, no, that's for sure. Because yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't want to get into appropriation today because I think there's just so many ways that we can go with that. But Mm -hmm. I obviously, as a woman of color, have seen it, like seen my own culture, my own religion. Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm spiritual, but I I still am Hindu by religion. And I practice it. My family was never like, very strict about it even now like we're not very like strict practicing hindus or anything but i still adhere to my religion and to see it being used in a way that is for this like weird consumption of oh i'm using it for because of manifestation and you know and i'm putting it on my altar and like all of these things where it's I don't know. Just seeing all of these things, it it does come off as elitism and and white privilege because it's okay. And I've talked about this. I have posts on my Instagram about it, about like my own upbringing and what I've had to deal with as a child, like growing up in America with people not really understanding my culture and my religion and all of these things. But I don't want to go down that road today because I think that... Honestly, it could be its own conversation. I think that you have also traveled all over the world. So I'm sure that you've seen plenty of things where, you know, like a lot of different cultures and seen that being appropriated in the spiritual community.
1: Absolutely. It's funny because we do this thing as well with, I'm, I suppose my spiritual path is quite connected to Buddhism because that's where I believe it comes from. But I see this thing where people buy the Buddha statues and the same kind of thing, really, but they don't really understand what it is or what the significance is. But I was reading this thing recently about a Buddhist monk had been to someone's house and they had a Buddha statue on top of the TV. And he was just like, he said to them that Buddhism is all about and connecting to Buddha is all about reconnecting to yourself. So therefore, if it's on top of the TV, it's like, an oxymoron because you're basically (laughs) watching tv to get outside of yourself but yeah it's just it's it's funny and look there's naivety there as well and that's totally cool you can't know everything you just can't know everything but we also do have a obligation to open our eyes a little bit and open our mind a little bit too and see what's actually happening around us
0: yeah. No, I think that's the most important thing. Like it's not that I don't ever want anyone to like know about Hinduism or don't want to talk about it. But yeah, I think there there is this thing about people not wanting to really educate themselves like they just learn something about okay, the Hindu gods, let's say, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I know that this god is about bringing in money, so I'm just going to put this god on my altar and that's it." But they don't know any of the customs, like anything that comes along with it. And yeah, I agree. I don't think it's that we need to sit and educate ourselves on every single thing out there, but I do think it's something that it's okay if you are going to use this as part of your spiritual practices. Then that you should at least research or ask somebody about and say is this appropriate? Because I think that it can become. I'm trying to think of the right word. It's so you know, for someone who who is of that religion and all of that. It's like when I see somebody just using it like that, in the moment, it does affect me. Like I do, I have that jarring moment of, oh, but it's so easy for them to just put that statue on their altar and no one is questioning them. If anything, everyone else is, wow, you're so enlightened and everything, but... Like, I, as an actual Indian woman, if I talk about my religion, all of those things, it's I've had experiences where people are like, oh, I don't understand. Like, why do your gods look like that? All those things. And I think it, it just brings back, like, all of those memories for me of how I wasn't allowed to really embrace my culture growing up. But then oh. now it's just become a thing that anybody can do. And we don't really, like, question it or anything.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I feel it's, I don't know, it's almost like, they want the manifestation and they want to do that thing with the statue and stuff like that, but they don't actually want to look at the background of it. They don't want to look at the real symbolism. They don't want to do any of that other work around it. And that's look, it's lazy, but it's human beings too. We're looking for instant grat- gratification all the time. Yeah. We're just, if I get this statue, therefore I can manifest this amount of money. And that's all we're looking at, it's selfish. But also we have that monkey mind going on where we're just like oh no i'm gonna get this and it's like instant gratification i don't really care about the rest of it and i think a lot of times look there isn't like any malice behind it it's just that people see it somewhere else and then they're like oh i've seen this being used for manifestation so this is what i'm gonna do and sometimes they don't even know they don't even have a clue that is connected to something else but if you are spiritual and you're using particular tools, or like you say, like the statues or whatever that are connected to Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever, really should take a moment to even Google it Mm. and educate yourself a little bit to its meaning first before you start to use it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, it's not that like we as Hindus or Buddhists, like it's not that we don't pray to our gods for all of those things like for the money for the abundance and all of that but yeah I think it just becomes something where it does feel like oh okay you just heard that this god was about money and then you just decided to go buy the statue and put it on your altar and it doesn't mean anything to you you're not you haven't grown up with that culture yeah I I have no problem when people are really researching it or really want to know about it before they use it but I think it does I think there there is more of the trend of people just blindly following and being like oh okay does this in their manifestation practice so I will also do it and it's you're not even thinking about whether that person's use of it is right or wrong and I think that's when it becomes an issue is when we're just like all just following each other and being like like they used it so I'll use it and so on and so forth and I think that's when it's okay how do you really stop it from happening when you're just like following each other
1: exactly and people's voices are getting lost the the practices that we've taken on as our own are coming from a lot of indigenous practices and we haven't even heard the voice of those people they're almost getting drowned out
0: yeah. And we're not
1: even taking the time to, to discover exactly what this practice means or anything like that, the history of it or the relevance of it or if it's appropriate for us to use it or any of that. It's mm. just, it is, it is crazy. And I do feel like that's another thing with spirituality and the elitism that we feel that we have the right to do that because we're spiritual.
0: Yeah, no, because I've had readings with you in the past and you've told me about like shamanism being a part of like maybe my past lives or something that I'm like meant to do. And I know like I always have hesitation around that because of that idea of appropriation because it's not really a part of like my culture per se, the whole idea of like shamanism and everything. and, And I know we've talked about this where it's like, because I associate it with these, like, indigenous tribes and things like that, I don't necessarily want to appropriate their culture by just being like, someone told me that I should be a shaman, and here I am, like, because I think that we do that so much, like, I see so many people who have all of these, like, programs and practices where it's just, oh, I'm a shaman, and I'm a, like, doing, like, goddess work and all these things that I sometimes like don't really understand because I'm this is someone's culture this is someone's actual like way of life that you just came in and you just said okay now I want to make money off of it and so that's where I hesitate because I think that I do have maybe roots in that and all of that but I I hesitate to like really dive into it because I don't want to be accused of appropriating someone else's culture
1: Yeah, and it's funny how we've taken on, and this is like another thing in the spiritual community, that we've taken on shamanism as part of our, it's almost like we've taken it. (laughs) I see a a number of like white women who are now shamans and look, I can't really say anything about that. But I would say that we've taken shamanism as our own, but we haven't looked at all the other Cultures because there is indigenous, um, cultures practices that are not shamanism. Mm-hmm. We just it's, it's just we've taken it and we've run away with it, and it's like our trend until we find the next thing, which kind of makes me really sad as well. Because maybe it's just like a thing that we're taking for now, but we haven't even thought about the other Indigenous cultures that are happening there too. I don't know, it's just, it's so funny, isn't it? We don't even, how can you take shamanism as your own, and you haven't even researched any of that stuff either? I think you have to take some responsibility for that work. Mm. It comes with responsibilities.
0: Yeah and like you're saying this idea that you take something on for a while and then all of a sudden okay that trend is over and then we're moving on to the next thing and then you just leave this behind but there's a whole culture that has been trying has been practicing this has been living this way of life and yet we don't recognize them we recognize like the white woman who took it and made it hers and then when she moved on to the next thing we just completely forgot about it. And and I think that is like a worrying trend. Even this whole idea of the Hindu gods and goddesses, I don't think that's going anywhere because I think that people really, I don't know, people love like the anything Indian. I I always say, I'm like, people love like anything Indian. They're always like, oh, it's so exotic and all of those things. and I don't think that's going anywhere. But there is this idea that, that people will just come and use it for whatever purpose and then when they're done with it when they've moved on to the next thing it's and we as a culture are left being like oh okay now nobody cares even if i talk about it nobody really cares now
1: yeah that's it isn't it it's just that's so it's so crazy but it does Mm. happen in in the spiritual community that we take on these things and we run with them for a while and then we just like ditch them and yeah look it happens in it and all areas of life, but if you're going to pick up something like that, a deep culture like shamanism, and you're going to take that as your own, I don't know. There just needs to be a bit more respect there yeah. instead of being like, I feel like I'm a shaman, so therefore I'm going to be a shaman. You know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It needs to be more inclusive, yeah. and you need to do your research first because it can. all that's what I see this quite a lot in spirituality as well. That I I I, and that's what I was talking about at the beginning about us and them It's we can't continue to do that anyway because that's like last year's energy that's Capricorn energy we're not in that anymore we can't be I I I it all has to be part of us doing it together so therefore you need to do the research and it needs to be inclusive and you need to know educate yourself around it first so then you can move forward with it not like I want to do this and I feel like I'm a shaman and I I I I
0: yeah, and I, something that was coming up is I wonder if these same women who bro- take on shamanism, it's could they call themselves priestesses or something? Something that has, I guess, a less charged yeah, title to it. Because I think that yeah. it is the idea of you're calling yourself a shaman, which obviously has indigenous roots. And you, we all, like, when we hear that word, we're like, oh, like, that means something. But I think if you were to call yourself, like, a priestess... I don't know that I would have the same reaction to it. I'd probably would just be like, oh, okay, that's what she's calling herself. I'm sure I might still be like, that's weird. But yeah, I at the same time how come I would
1: create our own thing for this paradigm. How come we can't create our own yeah. description of something we have to take somebody else's?
0: Yeah, because there's plenty of words out there that you can use. <laughs> it's not that you have to be like, it's not that, okay, like you may have even trained as a shaman. I think what it comes down to, because some of these women will be like, oh, I trained as a shaman and I I don't know, you know, how they went about that. But it's like this idea that, okay, you trained as that thing, but that you didn't like stop to think about how it would look in the spiritual community if you come out as a white woman calling yourself a shaman, that maybe people would be a little like put off by it. I think there isn't that self-awareness piece that I, I think that's the real problem is people aren't really self-aware of what they're doing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's just, they don't take the time to look into it. And it's funny because look now as well, especially because of Aquarius and stuff like that, spirituality is becoming huge business. You know what I mean? From this year forwards, it was ramping up last year, but now The amount of people who are going to start to bring it into their businesses or start to run with it as a business and stuff like that is going to be like astronomical and the money that people can make from this. And now there is people who know that to be true. And they're going to start doing particular things in the community to make money. And a lot of people are tapping into the revenue of spirituality, which also worries me, too, because then we're going to get even further away from it. But then those type of people are going to do very well off this. And then they'll also continue to fear fearmonger other people who are coming into it. And they'll believe spirituality to be something completely different to what it is. And it's just a whole different ballgame.
0: Yeah no it'll be an interesting thing to watch like happen when we're like I don't know like we I think you and I have very similar ways of, of running our business and it'll definitely be interesting to watch that so
1: yeah and luckily enough we're gonna be able there is gonna be a lot of us who will be able to see it for what it is so we'll navigate towards the people who are actually genuine but then there's gonna be a lot of new people coming into this who are not gonna be able to see it for what it is and they're just gonna start Throwing their money at people who are essentially not even that spiritual—they've just taken on these practices to create a business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think we've talked about that for quite a bit. Do you want to shift? I <laughs> know. Yeah. I was like, like okay. that, yeah. I was. We
1: but that was a, on a tangent, and... which is not unusual for us.
0: <laughs> no, I loved that conversation though. But yeah, I wanted you to actually talk a bit about your angels in your business. So that's your new program that you're running.
1: Yeah, so we're heading into, the first round is just finished, and the first round was a beta program, so it was like the opportunity for me to see how it went, for starters, before I ran it again, and it just was so amazing, and I feel really funny about doing that, where you start to talk about your own creations as being really good, <laughs> am I allowed to say that it was really good, but yeah, um, basically, it's about to open again, so... We've got three weeks thereabouts. Uh, the doors open on the third of May. It's six weeks. Angels in your business. It's basically connecting you to the angelic realm, to your guardian angel, to archangels, to angelic energy, in order to support you in the growth of your business or maybe you're changing something in your business. You don't have to own a business. There was a couple of lady who don't have own businesses, but they have like careers and they can use it in that kind of area too. And not only are you connecting to angels to help you feel supported in your business, it also helps you to feel reconnected back to yourself, which is really important. So you have the two connections and then people in the last round have started to make changes in their business because it feels more aligned to them because they've reconnected back to themselves, which is what angels do they reconnect us back to ourselves spirituality as well so that's the program it starts at the on the 3rd of may It's six weeks basically we do like attunements as we go along meditations visualizations we do a call every week and i just guide you along the path of connecting to your guardian angel and to the angelic realm it's really fun okay. the feedback has been phenomenal for the first round and yeah i've just absolutely loved doing it it's such a joy for me especially for someone who's been connected to angels forever and been very like guided to do this program like it just came to me when i was out for a walk like it was coming up quite a bit by friends of mine in the spiritual community who were like nudging me in the direction of doing a program towards angels and then the whole program just came to me when i was out for a walk and i was like amazing
0: (laughs) oh i love that yeah i think that this idea of using different like spiritual modalities in your business of course it's all about trusting yourself but i think there's also things like angels and like i use human design and all of those things like in your business can be so powerful because then you really feel like you have almost like this like other support system to back you up as you're making decisions
1: exactly because and i know being an entrepreneur, having a business can be really lonely, especially now when we're sitting at home all the time. And hopefully soon we might be able to go into like co-working spaces and things like that, but it's a lonely place to be having your own business. And you don't really have anyone to lean on or discuss ideas with and, or anything like that. So to build that support system is just really important. So you, ha- you feel like someone's got your back at least.
0: Yeah. I love that. And just like having that, like, that sounding board almost where it's okay if you're feeling like oh okay this idea just came to me and just sometimes I think that we tend to not trust ourselves when those ideas come in like you're saying like this just came to you one day on a walk and you could easily have just dismissed it as no that I don't want to do that or that doesn't feel right but I think the fact that you have always leaned on your angels and their support that just gave you the push you needed to be like yes this is the right thing this is the right time to offer this.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that some women who own businesses or have careers or whatever feel like all we get to do is like the strategy. That's what's the most important thing, strategy, planning. And then they, I always see it, they get lost because they've almost disconnected from themselves and what they actually want from their business and they've just followed all of these strategies and plans and they've lost their way a little bit so this also helps to reconnect them to this support system that can guide them instead of them having to use a strategy all the time and look there's always place for a strategy i use things like that in my business but we've leaned more on strategy instead of leaning more on ourselves so it's finding that perfect blend between the two of them
0: yeah, I no, I love that because, yeah, I think that definitely happens when you come into the space. You, you tend to want to buy all the programs, do all the courses because you're like, oh, okay, there's so much strategy out there. But then you really lose like that connection with yourself and your own intuition and your own, I, I essentially the spirituality that you came into your business with. Exactly. You, that almost goes out the window because now you're just so focused on what are all the strategies I need to follow.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And in order for us to have a business that's sustainable for us, we need to be reconnected uh, back to ourselves and using spirituality to do that, using angels to do that, or whatever your choice may be to do to help us to do that. That's what's important because that's how you get burnt out if you're just doing strategy and following other people's ideas of how business should be you just lose yourself and then you get tired and fed up and that's when people give up their businesses because it doesn't even feel part of them anymore it's gone a whole different direction
0: yeah exactly so on that note so what lessons have you learned from entrepreneurship
1: wow so many (laughs) lessons so many lessons I've learned that I don't have to do everything what everyone else is doing and that's a tough lesson to learn and because we see it all the time the way people launch things the way people like how many times you have to post how many times you have to go on stories what to talk about having all of those plans and strategies learning to know what's right for you and what's not and what you can take and what you can leave Mm -hmm. is really important because I've just found that at the beginning, I was like, oh, I have to do this. And then I was just like, hold on a minute. This doesn't feel right. So you really do have to connect to your intuition in business because without it, you're just not going to enjoy it as much and you'll start to feel lost. So that was one of my lessons. And also as a projector in business, knowing that my energy is not the same as everybody else's and I'm not the same as everybody else. So therefore my time or energy that I use in my business has to be for me. So knowing when to turn off, basically, is what I'm getting at there. Like knowing when to take a break. And you only know that by connecting to your intuition as well, right? Because your intuition is going to guide you as to when you need to switch off or walk away or leave your laptop or just park that thing for a couple of days. So knowing when to switch off is like the most important one, I think, as well.
0: Yeah. So I think I believe you started your business just a few months before me last year. I think you started in July, right? Last uh, year? June. June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I started mine in September. But then I can't remember exactly when or how we connected. But I know that was like a lot of the like conversations we would have at first was because I was so new to business. And it was all about how, like, why do I have to do everything the way that everyone else is doing it? Do I have to like all the shoulds and everything? I remember just like having all these conversations with you about that and then discovering that you were a projector as well. Like that really helped because then you and I talked about the fact that like how we use our energy and the fact that we would get burnt out trying to keep up with everyone else and all of these things. And so I think it's really helped to like have each other there to talk about these things and have someone else who understands what we're going through.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's your business and it's for you. So if you're doing it in a way that you're feeling exhausted all the time, then it's not, that's not what you wanted. Remember why you set up your business. And I have to remind myself of that all the time because I tend to fall into that kind of guilt, what we've been talking about before, of needing to do so many things in our business in order for it to be successful. But then you've got to remember why you came into this and uh, balance for yourself and your sanity and your energy. And energy is everything. So what you put out, like sometimes it's too much. You're putting out too much energy and you're the one who's ending up like depleted and feeling tired. And then when you like marry that back to your why which my one of my whys is freedom Mm. and then sometimes I'm spending my entire week just working on my business like hours and hours every day and I've had no freedom at all so I have to remind myself of that reason of why I set up my business as well
0: Yeah, no, it's mine's the same. Mine's also like freedom was one of the reasons why I started my business, which I know, like I've heard things where people are like, oh, if freedom is the only reason it's not sustainable. But I think it was more about the fact that as projectors, we knew that our energy was really not sustainable in these other jobs and these other industries. And I think we all come to it because we're like, well, I was so burnt out doing whatever Mm -hmm. I was doing. And then you come in to entrepreneurship and yeah, I don't think anyone thinks, oh, okay, this is like so easy and the freedom just comes and all of that stuff, especially when we're in our like first year of business. But yeah, I think you're right. Like going back and always reminding yourself of, okay, why are we doing this? And what did we want our life to look like can really help us to figure out, okay, I'm out of alignment. Yes, I'm sitting on my computer at all hours of the day and night, all of those things. And I'm more stressed out than I was before. But I think that Having other projectors that I see in this space who are also honoring their energy and can say, okay, yeah, I don't want to feel this way anymore. That really gives me motivation that it's, okay, I really need to honor why I started this.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And look, I completely agree. You're not going to find freedom when you set up your business immediately. And you got to have some patience with that too but sometimes it might take you a bit longer to get there because you need to have that space for yourself, especially if you, if, if like we are projectors, we're going to have to take a bit of time because otherwise we will end up getting burnt out. And then you just want to give up and leave it behind. But, mm-hmm. and also look, I know when some people, when you say that your why is like freedom, I have plenty of otherwise as well. And one of them is to help other people. That's one of my eyes. Integrity is a why as well. There's so many different ones. Education. So it's not just about freedom. But I, like you, wanted to be in something where I wasn't feeling exhausted all of the time because my previous job I was tired all the time because it took so much energy. So finding that balance, I think, is really important.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, and I think that that is the thing when you do find like other projectors who are all in the same boat because yeah, I'm the same way as you like, yes, freedom is one of my wise, but yeah, I actually have very similar wise to you. It's like learning and and inclusivity and yeah. And connection with people. Yeah. Like I came into this because and I think you and I probably were both led by spirit to start our businesses and But I think that's not going to necessarily sustain you and keep you here because it is tough. Things don't always pick up right away. You're not going to become like an overnight success or anything like that so you have to have those other things that are keeping you here but I do think there is that issue that a lot of people fall into where they're not finding that work-life balance I know you and I have talked about this a lot about having like weekends off and really taking the time off and not just saying oh I'm not working this weekend but yet I'm always on Instagram like those type of things that I think a lot of us can fall into that trap and so I think you really need to be like strict with yourself about setting those boundaries
1: Exactly. boundary. I was going to mention boundaries <laughs> at the beginning as well. Like when we started talking about our own businesses, mm-hmm. boundaries are huge and something that I personally struggle with, but yeah, boundaries are so important. Even boundaries with ourselves, like you say, with your time off and things like that, but boundaries with your clients as well, because as spiritual people, there's a tendency for people to come to us for advice and feel like they can almost take Energy from us because we're mm. spiritual, like we're always open or something. So there has to be boundaries around that as well, which can be really tough.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that is. And I think it's like also, like you said, because one of the reasons why we're both here is to help others to be of service. And so I think that yeah. you find it hard to say no yes. to people because when yeah. you're like, they need my help. But really, it's, <laughs> I'm learning that it's like more about being like, I can't think of the word right now, but like, relying on themselves self-reliance I guess like Mm. that people can come to that answer they can find it for themselves if you give them the space but I think that we have a tendency to want to just fix everything for them so then you fall into this thing where then you're not really giving yourself time off
1: exactly yeah exactly that yeah I completely agree and boundaries are so important for Our energy as well. In order for us to do what we're here to do, we need to have boundaries in order Mm. to preserve our energy. But sometimes, like you say, we forget that because we just want to help people, and then we become like the bottom of the list. And that's where things start to get a little bit like icky because you start getting really tired. You have to like remember why. Why again? It always goes (laughs) back to your why. But yeah, boundaries, It's I'm still on this boundary learning. I feel like I'm going to be on it forevermore. But mm-hmm. yeah, they need adjusting and readjusting all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah and I think you'll like you said you will keep readjusting because as you grow bigger in your business it's things will change and then like you'll start to figure out okay how much time am I willing to give so I think yeah when we're starting out and we're so new we are the only ones really doing everything in our business right now and yeah you're the one answering all the emails answering all the messages and there's no real shutting off at this point but yeah as you grow and you get more help in and things like that I think it it does hopefully become easier at that point. (laughs) I can only hope. hope. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I can only hope. All right. Please let everyone know where they can find you and what you're currently working on.
1: Okay. So my Instagram handle is Lotties. So L-O-T-I-S underscore leap, L-E-A-P. And I have a website, www.lottiesleap.com. So right now, I'm working on the next phase of Angels in Your Business. I'm hoping to write a book, Angels in Your Business. It's on it's on the cards right now. I'm feeling really guided to do that. Also, when you finish Angels in Your Business, you move on to a different thing, which I haven't talked about yet. So I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to do a spoiler. But there is something that comes after Angels in Your Business. Also, I do channeled guidance sessions, intuitive guidance sessions, and card readings as
0: well so yeah a bit of everything i love it yeah i highly recommend lottie if you're looking for a reading or anything she's amazing i will put all of the links in the description below i think when this goes out angels in your business will be opening shortly after I think you have a waiting list at this point I have a
1: wait list yeah I'm only taking 10 ladies because it worked well for the last round okay so yeah I have a wait list and if you jump on the wait list like there's no obligation for you to join but uh, there is some early bird discounts if you're on the wait list
0: okay perfect yeah so you can find all the links below and on that note thank you so much for being on the podcast this was an amazing conversation I loved everything about it
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. As always love having the conversations with you. So yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I feel like this will, I feel like you'll be back. We'll have more conversations (laughs) like this. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at flowinshakti. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.